Today's episode of The First Mint is a special one, and it deviates from our current format to bring you a conversation between brothers, looking back on the last two years of being in the sports NFT scene. To our loyal community members, you'll know this voice quite well, and to our new listeners, I'm not kidding when I say that today's guest is my actual older brother and only sibling. He knows way more about sports and life than I do, like way, way more. And as a father and someone who was a degen prior to crypto, I consider him to be the primary demographic for this market. Suburban dad, chaotic family life, driven by his passions and hobbies, finding joy in following all sorts of sports storylines and athletes, and of course, always keen to connect with his community. These platforms that we follow, that we talk about at the First Mint, they want his money and his engagement. They want people like him to open their app 10 times a day. So today's conversation is an open one, discussing the year that was in NFTs and at the first mint, and looking to the future and whether this space can even survive. We talk about the World Cup, what games Phil has played in terms of what's available out there in soccer NFTs, and then we dovetail into why we collect NFTs and how much that actually matters. Around the 25-minute mark, we get into the adoption of the space and ask burning questions like, if you had just discovered sports NFTs, would you actually be into them? Could you actually be convinced right now to sign up for these platforms? So have a listen to my conversation with my brother from the same mother, the real Phil D. What's up, everyone? It's LG Set, and you're listening to The First Mint, a podcast about Web3 business and sports. Before we get to the show, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Evaluate.xyz, a safe and easy way to meet other NFT collectors, negotiate deals, and swap your moments live. Looking to expand your top shot all day and strike collection without spending your dapper balance? With Evaluate, you can pair up with trading partners in seconds and swap your existing moments for new ones in secure trading lobbies. The fastest and easiest way to trade NFTs. Visit Evaluate.xyz today to start swapping moments with other collectors. Nothing on today's show should be considered financial or trading advice of any kind. Please do your own thorough research and make your own trading decisions. This is not advice. Yo, Phil D, you have not Sorry. been. Sorry, Sorry What man. the Sorry. fuck? Sorry, dude. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 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 Okay. Come on. Hold on. I got to get ready. I got to. Got to drink a bit of water first. Hold on. What too the much fuck are you talking? We've been talking for half an hour before recording, <laughs> and and now you're like, ugh, ugh, hold on, I can't record just yet. It was gonna happen. Yeah, I feel like I have dust in my throat. Come on, <sighs> Phil D, my brother in real life, who has done hundreds of live shows and spaces with me, but I think you've actually only been on the podcast, the actual podcast, once or twice. What do you have to say for yourself coming back on the first minute? The fact that I've only been on the podcast once, LG, is an absolute <laughs> disgrace. Okay, like the biggest disgrace. How is that even possible? I don't How know. How would you only have me on once? I don't know. Well, it's because we were doing the live show, so people were getting like three hours of you every week for a while, and we were in spaces. But now we don't really do either of them very much. So I think it's kind of like you're kind of missing from the brand. You know what I mean? So it's like let's let's get you, let's get you on here more often, or do like a totally separate show together or something. It's very it's very good to have you back on the show. Let's say that the people want to hear from you. And for anybody who's a new listener out there, uh, Phil is my actual brother, my older brother, not by much. You know, he's been around First Mint Streets since since day one, since the start. And actually, I told him about 
NFTs and NBA Top Shot months and months and months before the first minute happened, months before the boom happened. He didn't listen, but he did start listening when I started the show and telling him uh, how much values were going up. And Phil, now it's 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 two. That's almost two years ago. That's almost two years ago that that stuff happened. I can't believe that. I can't believe the day I got that message from you. Hey, take a listen to this or whatever it was you were asking me about podcasts because I had my own podcast. Yes, before. you had for, your own for, podcast for years covering the NBA 2K League, which is actually still a thing. I can't believe it, but it still exists. It's been almost two years since you sent me that message that first day saying, what do you think of this? It's an infamous story now, but I press play and I'm going to be honest, I was at work just for the simple fact of giving you like an extra download or whatever it was. I don't know. You sent me some kind of link. I'm like, I'm going to turn this on just to tell LG I listened to it, to give him a little support. and, And it caught my attention. But I honestly, I honestly can't believe that's been two years. That's shocking to me. I cannot believe that. I'm sitting here now that you said that it's actually just hitting me. I I tell people often that one of the one of the absolute best parts of all NFTs and and Web3 and and being in the space is the fact that, you know, you're involved and we've been able to get closer through doing this. A question for you. We know tons of people online now. You have been involved in a lot of different like online communities in the past from, you know, you you have like a, a fantasy football group that you used to fly to do the draft with. You lived in the States for a while. You you know all these like online sports people. Some of them that we met through the first minute, you already knew of them or knew them directly. Is this the biggest like sports network you've had, I guess, within within like kind of the sports NFT community? You know, I've always said it. What really keeps me around when it comes to fantasy sports and fantasy football is like if you ask me to play in a fantasy football league with people I don't know, I have no interest. I just don't. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at the stage where now and I think I think NFTs and all that actually ties into that uh, for the simple fact that it's it's community based. Right. Mm-hmm. Um the communities are still there for the most part. People come and go, but the communities are still there. And it's the same with fantasy football for me is I've been playing with the same groups now for the last 10 plus years. And no matter what, even if somehow fantasy football lost popularity, I would still be playing with the same group of people. I mean, people come and go in those groups, but it's for the most part, the same people. Now we don't go on fantasy football trips with every single one of the the leagues I play in, but I have a special connection with all the leagues I play in and that dynamic of people that have been put together um, to participate, right? And I feel like in the NFT space, this is kind of where we're at right now is it's as if we've all bunkered down, um, you know, during the storm or, or, or the tornado or maybe the life ending or the humanity ending what meteor that just hit the earth. We're all bunkered down underground right now in our little communities, kind Mm -hmm. of weathering the storm. And we don't know if we'll ever be able to come out of this, but this is what it feels like. I, I've never had access to so many different you know, avenues when it comes to sports and having fun with 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 different things. So yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, that's the thing with the, with, with the community aspect. And it seems so cliche to say it about Web3 because everyone's always like, community, 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 you know, but I do think especially now it's a really good like analogy is that like right now we are kind of waiting out this storm because we're really kind of like the bottom of this market cycle but what I will say is also fun is that we can rely on these communities to still have fun, right? And to still kind of like let us know what other projects are going on, to, to talk about normal sports or just other things going on in the world while we kind of wait for like, I guess, essentially something else to happen. Probably one of the, one of the most interesting events to me has been obviously the World Cup. Phil D, on your end, what 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 out of everything that's happened, like like soccer wise, biggest biggest 
this is the biggest sports event in the world, honestly. It is. By by a wide margin, more people watch like the, the World Cup final than literally Super Bowl or any other event. What what has been your impression of like what's gone on in the Web3 space during the World Cup? What what how communities have gotten involved? It, and tell us as well, like some of the products that you you've been interested in. When I went to Walmart last week, but right before, the day before the tournament was starting, I actually came across something that brought us back to our childhood quite a bit. And it was one of those Panini sticker books for the upcoming 2022 World Cup. Yes. And I'm like, so good. Do you know how tempted I am to buy this thing and, and collect like that? But then I'm thinking, hold on a second. Back in the day, we used to do that because we had no, no options. Um, you know, I mean, I don't even think we had internet back then. The first time I watched the World Cup, you'd have to go to the library and use that kind of weird dial-up thing to check standings. Oh yeah, no, not back stuff, then. Right? Yeah, and not um, even if there was internet, like it was, it was to like maybe check the score. Yeah, but there was no broadband. Like you can watch video, like you can watch video normally on the internet until like 2005 at least. At the well, that's days. exactly it, right? So, I, and then it hit me. Hold on a second. I can probably do do this kind of collecting on a virtual platform, something like so rare. And at the time, I didn't know about this national series thing they came out with as rewards, but it's essentially the exact same thing. But anyways, back to the sticker book, those packs, I don't know if you remember, they used to be like 50 cents when we were kids and you take your allowance money, take your bike to the store, buy the packs of stickers with your allowance, come back and stick them in your book and then trade them with all your friends. Now the packs are $2 each. And I'm like, oh, what? Like, come on, man. Right. That takes the fun away. There's, there's like a thousand players to collect. I'm not interested in this. I'd rather be doing what I'm doing. So, but no, I mean, the World Cup, I've been such a fan of for such a long time that I didn't really know how my experience in Web3 would be for the World Cup. But I've been so impressed by, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how I didn't get into SoRare earlier. But the, the fact that SoRare got into the NBA side of things and I was able to get a fresh start there, I said, well, while I'm here, why don't I kind of look into soccer too? I feel like it's too late. I've always told you, listen, I think I'm way too late on this. You told me maybe a year and a half ago, check it out. Get familiar with it. I think you'd be good. I think you'd love it. I think you'd be into this. And I went on there. I collected my free cards, but I was so lost. And I just didn't feel like figuring out how all of that works that I feel like I've missed out on a whole year of, of, of fun when it comes to mm-hmm. SoRare and soccer because there's soccer at all times of the year. There's soccer uh, throughout the summer, even when the European leagues are off, the MLS is still going on, right? Uh, and SoRare just never stops. And it brought collecting kind of to a whole new level for me at, at, during this World Cup to the point where, this is hilarious. So when we first started, we got to pick our free lineups. We got to enter our free lineups and possibly win rewards. When we won the rewards, if you want a reward that was a national team series, whatever it is, the, the kicker was that you're not able to use it for future fantasy games, right? And I was like, well, what's the point of this? Here we are again. This is the exact same thing as anything else where you're just collecting things to collect things. And and who cares? I'm not collecting these things. I'm going to sell them all because you can sell them. I'm like five away from completing all of Team Canada now. I've been buying them off the marketplace uh, for cheap with with low serial numbers and now i'm considering what i'm going to collect next like it's crazy it just drew me in like that even though they have no utility that we know of in terms of being able to use them in the fantasy game like say say i pull a lionel messi um you know reward i can't use him in the game he, it's just a special kind of they call it the global cup because they can't use the world world cup but it's it's a special edition card that can only be sold to other people traded or kept in your collection there's no purpose to it and that really upset me at first 
but like I said, here I am five away from completing all of team Canada or the ones that are available. And I'm looking at what's next. I want to collect maybe one of every goal score in this world cup. Right? Like it's, it's, it's crazy how the concept kind of drew me in like that while playing fantasy soccer during the world cup, which is a huge experience in sports. Right. I've always said it. It's, it's ugly because would people play fantasy football or even watch the NFL? Sorry. Would they watch the NFL if they weren't able to bet on games or play fantasy football? I'm telling you right now, a lot of people wouldn't. I mean, aside from having fan bases for every team, the reason a lot of people watch the games every week is because they have the ability to play fantasy football and, and bet, right? I mean, that's just, it, it's driven by that. What I find interesting about you, and I feel like you and I are similar, and I don't know how many other people are, are like this, although I, I feel like a, a decent amount maybe, is that you want to like play and win. Of course, we all want to win when some kind of fantasy game or whatever we want to win, especially if there's some kind of money to be made. Absolutely. But you also like to collect. And I think that that to me is kind of like what, how do you, how do, how are NFTs and sports going to kind of nail that, right? Like, how, how is there any is there any product out there that's going to be able to do that? Because, like you're saying, you're like you're collecting the Team Canada guys on so rare, but there's no like there's no like reward on so rare for having all of Team Canada, is there? There's not. There's no nothing. No, Absolutely. there's no. That's nothing. like that's like a that's like a, a habit that you're forming completely outside of the rules of the game. Here's the deal. My my Web three NFT all that journey started kind of when you were on top shot and making a ton of money. And I think we, for the crowd that came in when I came in, we were groomed completely to just making money and being able to flip things. And if that wasn't the case, things were worthless. When things died down, it was a little shocking. It's like, now what? You know, am I, what am I in this for? And this is where a lot of people left. And then, you know, we've been going through all these phases where I'm kind of, you know, as I get educated and as I kind of understand how things work and realize that we may never get back to what it used to be and that maybe this is not all about money making, I don't really have anywhere to spend my money anymore because nobody's buying anything. It's turned into more of a collector's experience. Why are we collecting is the question. Like, who am I showing this off to? The, the answer to that is nobody. Like, nobody looks mm-hmm. at my Top Shot collection and says, wow, you know, the, the world's not just staring at it saying, look at that. Not now, you know, he owns all these Canadian <laughs> basketball players, got all the Raptors, all low series. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing that, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when we were young, we would bring our sticker books to school. And if you were that kid that was only missing one, you, you know, mm-hmm. you felt good. You felt really, mm-hmm. really good about yourself. But mm-hmm. what is it with this now where it's like, you know, nobody sees what's going on. So who cares? Why would you even, this is what people tell me. Why are you collecting those? For what? But this is what makes me happy. I've got my collection now. Do you love actually on Soraya the way they display it? You can actually see all the countries and how many of the of the the players you have. So if Team Canada has 18, it says I have 15 of 18 in my collection. It's kind of like Mm -hmm. a sticker book. Mm -hmm. And it draws you into wanting to collect more. Like I said, I'm already thinking of what's next. What do I want to do next on Mm -hmm. Soraya soccer? Mm -hmm. I want to collect all the goal scorers from this World Cup. That'd be really cool. And I'm always of the thought, LG, that somewhere down the line, they might say, hey, if you own that whole set, you get to do this or you get an airdrop or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's always in the back of my mind. But my evolution two years later right now is that I've become way more of a collector than someone who's looking to flip all the time and and get mm-hmm. rich or die trying, which is the mentality that so many people have. And if you speak to people who've actually left the space and are completely gone now, it's because they stopped making money and the opportunity to make money was gone. They're big sports fans, but they mm. don't care about anything but making money. Like you said, we're, we're kind of similar like that. I enjoy still collecting things. Not everything, but when it comes to sports, you remember our sports cards collections? Yeah. They were massive. 
I wish you still had them. Oh, well, if we still had them, we probably wouldn't even be having this discussion. We'd be having this discussion <laughs> from an island somewhere, um, you know, living in our, our first mint villa. And I think that's really interesting, right? It's just like, that's, that's what I'm saying is that it's like your collection. Like you're, you're, so like you're telling me it's like you're collecting Canadian players on So Rare that have no utility. You're not showing it to anybody. You don't even tell us. You don't even say it unless I'm, someone like me is asking you. That's something to me is kind of like the part of NFTs that's really hard to explain to other people is that part where you're just like, you just have this like funny little thing in your phone that you look at that you're like happy about, right? It's kind of, it's kind of like having like a, a feature in your car that you only know about and you're so proud about it. It's so hard to translate that to the outside world to like other sports fans or other nerds or whatever that it's like, Hey, it's just kind of cool to have. Here's a story for you. I, 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 um, actually, uh, I, you know, I'll tell you that, that story in a minute about my panini adventure this week. Question for you first, when you wake up in the morning and you are like it's time for you to check in on sports what do you what do you look at first and then at what point does nf do nfts web3 kind of fit into that and what are you looking at in like what's the first thing you open a web3 wise when it's you know you're having your coffee in the morning or you're, you're first looking at your phone so right now i'll tell you exactly how my mornings go okay and it's a little off okay. topic with sports but yeah so what i've got going on my computer screen and i'll actually if i have to mm-hmm. wake up uh, to, 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 you know, whatever in the middle of the night, I'll actually jump on for a second and check sometimes because I know there might be something to do. So I've got two screens open. My first screen is the Dimension X game, okay, that is open at all times. Oh, you're playing that a lot. I am really? Playing, but listen, it's it's a set it and forget it game. You set your mm. your your characters in their mission and you leave it until the, the timer expires. And then you come back and check mm. on it and set them again. It's like, it's like setting crab nets, right? Mm. Or crab cages. You throw it in the water, come back to 10 hours later when you know it's time. You take them out, take whatever out, put them right back in, and then go back in about your day. Hmm. And hmm. I, I've been doing it all free. Like when we got those freebies, I sold them. And and hmm. now I wish I didn't. I really wish I didn't right now. And I've been, ever since that Halloween promotion, I've been playing the free game and really, really doing well. Like I, I didn't understand hmm. it at first. Now I'm really into it. So I love it. So that, I've got that screen open on my computer. And then it's funny. We just talked about it. The other screen I have open is I've got the so rare football screen open on the market. Hmm with all the Canadian players and I've got mm-hmm. the filters to serial numbers under 500 because that's mm-hmm. all I collect. I refuse to, co- I don't know what it is in my mind. I refuse to collect bad serial numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Even if I earn a Canadian player as a reward, if it's a bad serial number, he's gone. He's on the market mm-hmm. and I'll mm-hmm. rebuy it the exact same one at a bit of more of a premium, but low serial numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in this case, there's 20, 22 minted of each. I need something mm-hmm. under 500. And even then, I only look at things around 100 or below. And I'll refresh that page to see if anything else has been uh, put on the marketplace overnight. And to my surprise, I'll see a bunch of new ones posted. Bang, bang, bang. Buy all of them. Seamless process. That's what I do. Then I'll make my coffee, turn on ESPN, watch Get Up, uh, you know, watch Stephen A. Smith and all those guys, and then watch the real world of, of sports, right? But right now, during the World Cup, that's my first thing I do is in the morning to go straight to the so rare market. I've already got it open refresh the page, buy something. If I have to, if not, I move on. I check my fantasy teams, um, you know, see if any changes need to be made. And, um, I've just, I've, I've really been enjoying the experience and it's funny because we, we, in our discord, in the first minute discord, we do have a world cup channel and it was kind of designated at first just to talk about your so rare lineups in their free game, but it turned into a, 
you know, a, a, a channel to talk about the World Cup where people weren't just talking about that. They were talking about everything happening in every game. And I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't think that's where we were heading with that, you know. Um, but but it's it's funny because a lot of the people in there, LG, I'll tell you right now, that's the first place they go when something major happens in a game. They'll jump in in, in that channel and be like, hey, did you guys just see that? That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the same thing in, in the MFL, the metaverse. Is that what you call it? metaverse football league? Yes. Metaverse football league. I've yeah. only ever called yeah. it the MFL. So I don't know the, the full name, but they've got a live channel in there. They've got a ton of stuff going on for the World Cup where everyone in there has mm-hmm. been assigned to an actual country and you can earn points to, to use towards buying packs and things like that. And I'll go in there too. I've got my little crew in there that after every big moment in the World Cup, I'll post something in there. And, you know, the same group of people is in there going crazy with me about what just happened. Mm-hmm. And maybe they even have a bot in there for every goal that says who scored the goal after it happens. Really cool. Oh, that's stuff. pretty good. That's actually, really yeah, good. it's really sweet, man. Half time, it nice. says half time and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. sweet. I really enjoy that. That's a big part of my day. When you started this journey, like you listen to the show and then you realize what top shot was maybe a good money making opportunity, uh, some rapid people online. What, what has surprised you the most of the last two years? Like in terms, and it can, this is a broad question. It can be like literally habits you've developed, people you've met, uh, the fact that there's a market for NFTs, which to me is still the most, the most insane thing about NFTs. I've always said this is the fact that they're liquid, the fact that there's actually a market. That's mine. Um, well, is there anything that you're just like, you could not have in any way ever imagined would be part of your life or part of, part of, you know, this world? I think I think I have to say the connection with the people I've met. I never thought that would be possible. Like these are connections I'm talking here where I feel like I've got a group maybe. No, it's not a big group, but there's several different groups. And I feel like, like you said, it's cliche to always go back to the community aspect. But I feel like I've known these people for years. I feel like I've met people I would have never met, um, you know, at the stage of my life, at my age. I feel like I would have never met these people had it not been for for NFTs and Web3, right? And I feel like a lot of these people are part of our lives. And even two years later, we talk about this all the time. We don't know what most of those people look like. We A lot of them, we don't even know what they sound like. But then we can call them friends, which is kind of weird, right? Like I never imagined this five years ago that down the line, I'd be part of such a big community of people that I consider friends, family, people I'm really close to, but I've never met them. I've never heard them. I've only interacted with them, um, you know, virtually, which is really strange, right? Because, I mean, you've always heard of that's that's where we're heading in the next 10, 15, 20 years is, you know, everyone's going to be hanging out in metaverses and things like that. But, you know, that's, to me, I still can't get over that. And, and the more I talk to people and the more we have interactions, uh, it just hits me harder and harder. I'm like, what would I be doing without this? I'd be still in my, you know, my regular group of friends, my regular group of people. But now the mm-hmm. first place we go is to our discords, mm-hmm. right? The first place we go is to our, 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 our Web3 families and our Web3 communities as, as, mm-hmm. as a go-to place in the morning, in the afternoon, at night. For anything, mm-hmm. regular life stuff, not just NFTs and crypto, regular life stuff has been is now part of the everyday conversation. Like the access to that online community and people who have who have like the shared interest. That's the part that's craziest to me is like, oh, there's this many people who want to do this thing with me. Always. There's always somebody there. Like come back literally Christmas, Christmas morning at 2 a.m. 
somebody's online in some discord, and they want to chat about whatever project you're into. You know what I mean? Like, that's the part that is, is to me is so is so insane. And like you said, um, you know, people people from all over the place is is is, is pretty wild. What would you say at this point, you know, because it's obviously a space that even at the worst of the worst right now in crypto, like we're at the bottom here, th- things out there are getting pretty wild. What do you look at the FTX stuff? Uh, very tabloid-esque at this point. Literally the worst image, you know, crypto could possibly have. On the flip side, you've got people like you and me, our entire community, that are that are very passionate about it. And we we see the value here. At this point, how do you how do you deal with people like do you do you tell people like other hockey dads or other like people that watch sports with you or whatever? Do you do you tell them about this? The fact that you do this, is it worth telling them about? Are they just gonna naysay it? Like what is that what is that relationship like with people who are not into Web3 and NFTs? That, that's a really tough one because I think we tried so hard at the beginning to get everybody involved and, you know, money talks. So when people heard that people were making money, everyone flocked to the NFT scene, wanted a piece of the money. But now that kind of, you know, the bomb has gone off and the dust is settling, it's not really something you talk about with people. Not at this stage. Like you said, I, I'm still, it's really hit me now that it's been two years. I, I cannot get over that it's been two years to come this January that I got my first top shot moment and started my journey. Like it feels like it was last year. Um, but it's not something that comes up anymore. And there's almost no reason to, like, I'm not telling anybody who doesn't know about NFTs that I'm collecting team Canada's NFTs. They're going to be like, all right, cool. Like what, you know, do you want to talk about the game instead? There's no, there's not too many people that I, I, I bring this up to at all, no matter what. I mean, have people, you, have you met anybody in public? Like, have you been somewhere where someone's like, yeah, yeah, this NFT and you're just like, oh, oh yeah. Like me too. You know what I mean? Like, has that happened to you? <laughs> no, because we don't go out in public anymore. Now that we have right. our, our, our web three <laughs> communities, we, there's no reason to go out in public, right? And that's why I can't oh, wait to go man. to the top shot event in December. And yeah. Say, wow. We're finally going to meet people here. This is, yeah, those from, are your people, those right? Are your people, NFT yeah, NYC sure. was a pretty cool experience because yeah. you and I both talked about this. We were like, oh, Okay, we, we like in our inner in our little circle, we feel like people know us, but not everybody knows who we are. There's people in their own circles that felt they should be known, and we didn't know who they were. Right? That, mm-hmm. That's the crazy part is everyone's kind of in their own little in, in their own little circles uh, within their own little worlds. But yeah, no, there's no there, it never comes up in public. NFTs are just not part of everyday life anywhere you mm-hmm. go. Still, mm-hmm. and remember we mm-hmm. talked about this at the very beginning. We said that it you know it's early, it's still early, and if you survey one out of ten people at a Raptors game outside the Scotiabank arena, they will have no clue what an NFT is. I I believe that we're still at that exact stage right now, just because of all the crap that's happened lately too. If If they've heard about NFTs, it's not for good reasons, right? Yeah, that's probably the best point actually is that you know, if somebody's going to know what it is, it's like, there's, there's, there's three potential outcomes. One, they're on the inside and they get it. Like I was, I was playing hockey the other night and I started chatting with this guy on the bench (laughs) And he's like, we're talking about what we do for work. And he's like, and he's like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, shit. And I was, you know, how do I, how do I explain that to like a normal guy? You know what I do? And I was like, I have a podcast about NFTs. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I trade a lot of stocks. And like, he had just, he immediately understood. Like, he didn't really, he didn't have much crypto, but he just, he understood the game. You know what I mean? He's like, I get it. You know, he's like, I get it. Speculative assets. You know, I, I, I understand. So that's like one type of person. Second type of person is not him. People who like maybe have some investments, but think that NFTs are literally the stupidest thing that's ever happened. And then number three is people that they're like, what? 
what are you what are you saying and you're trying to explain it to them they're like like bitcoin and you're like no it's not like bitcoin but it is like bitcoin you know and they just don't even forget it you know so it's like you know if you run into number one then you can have a bit more of an in-depth conversation but otherwise uh it's not it's not i don't know it's not even really worth getting into which is tough because I, I really like what i do and i'm really passionate mm-hmm. about it and I, and I have a lot of positive things to say and i also understand the public perception and I'm very keen to talk about it but it's it's really hard to find people to engage with which hopefully I want to change that in the future you know I you know there was a little while there where I tell people I was into I was I was working in NFTs or trying to work in NFTs and when things were good and they're like oh I've heard of that that's really interesting tell me more but those people are, are very few and far between now but it's the same with sports you just said it. like if I, I, yeah. I this has been a conversation for a long time if I wasn't able to draw all my fantasy football buddies into NFTs mm. when when say NFL all day was at its highest peak highest point mm-hmm. uh, when it first came out and when when things were booming how in the world right now mid-season would I even get them to entertain that it's it's not mm-hmm. happening and I don't, I've never understood why you know and, yeah. and I think it's when we started like LG if you wipe out the last two three years, completely mm-hmm. and you're just mm-hmm. starting right now hearing about this are you joining the space probably not that's right? such a good question you know and know. i've been thinking i've been thinking that a lot because obviously and, and i will say this is one of the hottest debates right now that we have in our community especially like dapper community is whether the community is a problem or not because you have some of the diehards for top shot and dapper and stuff they're like listen the community is too toxic people like me and Mike Zakarian and John Boy and uh, you know the the influencers like we're too toxic now and it, and it, and it, and and a lot of other people who who um you know nece- don't necessarily have um you know show or or analytics channel or something like that also are toxic is that is that a problem especially in terms of bringing in new players or new users and i i'm not really sure i'm not really sure where i stand on that cuz i really i really i don't want to be a problem but at the same time i don't want to be silent Mm-hmm. And you can't really hide that things are not great right now and that the value proposition isn't there. You know, putting aside even the community part for the sentiment part for a second, back to your question is like if you're coming in with a fresh slate, you love sports, you're a big fan of whatever, NFL, NBA, whatever it is that you love, and you see an ad for this on Instagram and you you, you click through on it and you go to the website, is there enough there to A, make you sign up with your email? And then is there enough in the email to make you come for a pack drop? And if there is, is there enough for you to stay and to try and do what? You know what I mean? Like that's that's mm-hmm. the thing that I think is kind of like missing the most is like, I, I, don't, I don't think we really know what we're supposed to be doing with these platforms, which is why the anger is so like misplaced. It's all over the place is that it's like, what are we supposed to do? That's what's been good about, so now we're just getting into the comparison talk, but it's like, that's what's been so good about So Rare is it's very freaking clear, right? It's like, just try and win these contests. Just buy the cards and win every week. That's it, right? And there's different tiers. If you want to spend a lot, you can be with the other people who spend a lot. If you don't want to spend anything, it can be free and it's going to be harder, but you can put your basketball, soccer knowledge to the test and maybe win some stuff. That's good. That has a clear, that has a clear direction. And if you're going to be angry, it's for clear reasons, I think the problem with Dapper stuff right now, and I think that that's why So Rare has more has more opportunity for growth right now, is because it it, it makes more sense. It's more it's more clear what you're supposed to do. The problem on Dapper is that if you're a new user, the only value proposition I see right now is opening a pack, which is a lottery system. 
And it's good. That's fantastic. That's what drew a lot of people in, especially early days. It's like, hey, we'll open a pack that was cost $9. You might win $600 a moments, which was cool. Um, and it's even something that Dapper says that it's like, hey, once we get people opening packs, maybe they stay more on the platform. That's one of our big levers is give packs to new people. But beyond that, I think it's been really hard to find a reason, not necessarily to stay, but to honestly care if you're a sports fan, right? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, yeah, you can have, unless you're someone like you, where it's like you like having your own little digital collection, sure, but that doesn't mean you're spending thousands, which is kind of what the platform wants you to do. Right. So well, it's like I, I I think that that's kind of the bigger issue and why the anger just seems to swirl. It's like, what's what is the end game? What are we supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Right. Other than, OK, you want to own. Sure. The fucking Steph Curry's shot from last season, maybe. But that is the most specific little <laughs> thing for a sports fan. That is the most specific thing. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's it's a bit of a, all yeah. over the place, but I think if you're coming in, just trying to look at it from a newcomer, like what is the reason to spend five hundred dollars here, and and to not and to not and not to try and win something bigger? I don't think there is right now, to be honest with you. And you, you know what's crazy about all this is that I thought challenges and things like that would keep me, you know, engaged with with what's mm-hmm. going on. Aside from what I do in terms of my own collecting, which is collect all my my teams um like the yeah. raptors i collect all the raptors players which i i was doing at first and then i abandoned and then i came back to it when i'm just like you know what i'm gonna stop fighting the fight and i'm just gonna collect what i like so i started collecting the mm-hmm. raptors players started collecting all the canadian basketball players because i'm such a fan of canadian basketball started mm-hmm. collecting all the canadian soccer players on so rare and that's the beauty not to switch subjects but so rare has all the leagues combined everything combined mm-hmm. right the websites for la liga and, and for, for Serie A and all that, I, I just, they're not popular enough to have their own, you know, their, their own separate kind of ordeal there, to be separate companies. Mm-hmm. I still feel Dapper should have found a way to get them all together onto one platform and then we'd be talking a different, a different tune with that uh, mm-hmm. because I have no interest whatsoever. The English Premier League, mm-hmm. maybe, but the others I have, mm-hmm. I, I watch them, but I have no interest in signing up and just collecting those uh, individually like that as mm-hmm. a league. But on SoRare, you can collect everything. Like, look, World Cup now. And they're not even moments. They're cards. But you can do something with them. But to go back to challenges, is for me, it's, you know, I was so into challenges at first. The concept of owning something in your collection and then earning an extra reward for owning those things. I feel that now challenges are, are turning me off so much. And I, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm being really open about this, yeah. even the new playbook, we've been asking for kind of a simpler version because I, I'm mm-hmm. not a big collector on all day and I'm still not a fan of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that mm-hmm. it's not good. It's just not what I'm looking for. And I, and I think mm-hmm. that, you know, if I'm putting myself in a newcomer's shoes, it's the same thing. You're kind of asking mm-hmm. the question, why am I doing this for what? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the struggle they're going to continue to have. And I don't know where we're heading with this. So for me mm-hmm. to kind of just resorted to collecting only, and that's my mm-hmm. enjoyment outside of being part of the communities is, mm-hmm. is where I'm at with everything. But I will say this, mm-hmm. Andrew, I am actually yeah. overall, I am very, very sad about where the NFT space is, where the web three space is. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of good people still involved. I know there's a lot of good stuff still going on, but mm-hmm. it feels like we're, we're, you know, it feels like a, a really slow death happening. And you warned me in New York last year. You said it. And I was like, what the hell is this guy talking about? We're, we're going to New York to party, man. Like, LG, man, stop yeah, talking your bullshit yeah, yeah. on the plane. You're like, I'm telling yeah. you right now, Phil. You're, you're like, this is the end of season one for NFT. Season one. Yeah, season one. And hold on. This is what you said that really stuck with me. Oh. I don't know if and when there will ever be a season two. 
And this is when I was like, mm-hmm. dude, screw you, man. We're going here to have like a massive party. And yeah. you know, I repeat everything. You want me to be telling people this? Like we're, we're killing people yeah. off one by one if I tell them this. And, yeah. and look where we are now, right? Yeah. That was June. We're in December now, right? Six months later. And it really feels like, I don't know. I'm claiming freebies and I'm interested in nothing else outside of it, right? Aside yeah. from my collecting. And that's it. My collecting is what keeps me happy in the mm-hmm. NFT space. But man. We are not spending well, big dollars on anything ever again. Maybe a different way to look at it is that NFTs are dead. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. L- l- hear me out. The end. <laughs> it's it's not even it's not even end of season one. Like it's it's not getting renewed. But there's some good ideas there. And some of the characters or the actors from it, they're gonna move on and go and be in some other shows. Mm. It, overall, everybody thought it was really great. But also everybody agrees that it's not really going to make sense to have a season two. There won't really be a market for it because it's a show that was really great, but then also pissed a lot of people off. And that's just, it doesn't have that much appetite for a second one, right? There's probably a few reality shows like that where it's like, that was a funny idea, but doing a season two, let's not do it. You know what I mean? But let's take some pieces from it and and transcend them to, to some other idea. But I think if you look at it as like NFTs, everything that we know, everything that we've done, all the meta of here's some roadmaps, here's some fucking merch, here's uh, uh, locking and staking, and not just in sports, but like everything beyond that. If you consider that the hi- that the hype of that part to be kind of dead, it's like forget it. That stuff's done. You can't. You can only all the new NFT projects I see. I'm like, this is kind of all the same shit, right? And it has its own little niche market now. But that that to go broader, you can't. You, you're not going to get there with the same tools you have now. Like there's not there's not in two years. Oh, you know, we're going to 10x the amount of people that are into NFTs doing the same thing we're doing now. Like that's impo- like there's no way it's going to be from the same people. You need something different. I think if you look at it that way, kind of changes your perception on the whole space. So even all these platforms we're talking about now to bring it all the way back to like SoRare and, and Dapper and I, I have this Panini story to tell you in a second. It's not that exciting. I think it's even like that's something they need to be thinking about, right? That it's like there's going to be another wave of massive cryptocurrency interest. There's going to be new trends and new hot things. Like in like just jump forward two years from now. It's a long time, but two years from now. Double the, you know, you came in two years ago. Let's jump ahead another two years. There's going to be something else that makes a lot of sense. Some other really fantastic use of cryptocurrency, either to build more pyramid schemes like NFTs or to uh, build some kind of real world application or both. These platforms have to be ready to be part of that. And I think what's challenging for sports is that they are locked into licenses that only let them do one type of thing. So it's really hard. It's not that the people that work there aren't innovative or aren't creative is that I think they're kind of landlocked in a way to what they they are allowed and not allowed to do. And I think that that, that's, that to me is kind of one of the most interesting storylines of the next year or two is, you know, what type of new products are people going to work in in crypto? And can, can some of the platforms that we really enjoy either evolve with that or, or on their own find a, a, an angle of their platform or an, an application that isn't related to like the current NFT meta, that, that is something special on its own. Like when Roham comes on and he's like, hey, here's this is the future of fandom. We're going to be the currency of the NBA. It's like either like the next iteration of Top Shot, if Top Shot booms again one day, it's either going to have to be because when you go and sit down in a seat, Top Shot is somehow freaking integrated into your experience. It's going to be because Top Shot has developed features that fit the next cryptocurrency meta, whatever the next thing is, like some other super evolved DeFi, whatever that it has to fit that or it has to take a serious next step in being part of the, the sports experience 
but it can't stay what it is. Like the current thing is dead and you can't bring it back. You can't survive to the next iteration by just doing the same thing, hoping that people will like this thing that's dead again. You know what I mean? It's like it's like if you're a band. It's just like, yeah, you put out an album, people like it, but eventually they're going to want some new music. Like you can't – actually, you know what? That's a bad analogy. Some bands do survive on just one song, uh, <laughs> but not when not when people hate the band. You know what I mean? Like it's it just doesn't work that way. So it's like they got to come up with their – you know, you got to – they got to choose which door they're going to go through. And I think for the dappers and stuff like that, it's like it is it is through the league. It is through like this extension of fandom. But I think that the current stuff that's there – is is not what's going to get them there. So what's the solution, LJ? Are they supposed to pause everything and just stop? If everything's uh, dead, are we just stop and then figure it out later? No, no, you can't do that because it's also you know it, how you finish, even if it's the end, is still very important. They still have commitments to make, and I think now in this small reduced market, execution and communications are the absolute most important part. And I think that that's been part of a lot of the the frustration is that those things have been lacking. And I think even if it's like, it's, it's kind of like if you, you're in a play where it's like, yeah, you expect you, you book a big arena and you hope tons of people come. But even if only 50 people show up, you got to show up for those 50 people. Even if later you're like, okay, I got to make some changes. So more people come, you still got to put on the best fucking show for those 50 people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, what's most important right now is, is for these projects to fulfill their promises, have really good communications, make their core, core, core people really happy um, but then also be really cognizant that you're going to have to make some bigger long-term changes structure or, uh, you know, to the, to the ethos of what you're doing to, to survive through to the next thing. If I were to ask you right now, we were, we were both at NFT NYC in, in June. We, there was a ton yeah. of parties, tons of events. Things still felt alive at the time, even though you made that crazy bold statement on our way there, that this was the end. Now, fast yeah. forward to NFT NYC 2023, which I believe is in April, I think is what I saw. I've been accepted as a speaker. Okay. One of one of nine thousand speakers that they have at that wow. event. Okay, still nine thousand. We're going we're going we're going. What will that look like compared to the previous <laughs> two editions? I'm serious. I get that question quite a bit. People who who, who loved connecting so much know. with their different communities um, and, and their different projects by attending these events that were all paid for yeah. for the most part. You know, I was just on like just earlier today on Twitter. Um, I saw uh, Steve NFT Bark, who runs DGen Network, um, is pretty popular in the community. He's at he's at Art Basel, Basel, and he, which is the event that's on right now in Miami, the, the crypto event and also bigger art event. And he's like, "Oh, everything's so chill here." You know, I I wrote a comment, and he's like, he's like, "This is way better than NFT NYC." There's there's you know fewer people. There's there's not just loud music and it's crowded or anything. And I was like. Yeah, that's probably because NFTs are dead right now. Like, of course, there's not a lot of people at that event. Like, and he and he was specifically at the Moonbirds event, which is Kevin Rose's project from Proof Collective. Mm. And it's like, it's like, yeah, I went to that event in New York, and David Blaine was there, and there was I had to wait in a giant ass lineup that went all the way around the building, and then once I got inside, I had to wait in another giant ass lineup just to get some swag, and then I left because I thought it was so annoying. And at the time, you know, Moonbirds were worth like 30 or 40 grand. And right now they're worth like eight. Right. So I was like, yeah, of course, of course, there's fewer people at the freaking event. You know what I mean? Like, of course, like any event right now would be dead. To answer your question about NFT NYC, that's in five months. I, I don't know what the scene's going to be like then. I think I think overall in NFTs and crypto, we're going to trade sideways for a long time, which is code for like nothing exciting happens. Mm. Um, and there's very few opportunities 
in either direction because there's very few reasons to buy, but also very few reasons or very few people who still want to sell because they've already sold. Will it be less hype? Absolutely. Will it be easier to get into events? Absolutely. Is that when you, you know, if, if, if you're kind of in the mindset that I am and the mindset that I'm saying these platforms have to be in of like, you need to start thinking about your next iteration and how you want to evolve your platform and your project and your community places like NFT events right now is going to be the best place to do that. Because the only other people that are going to be there are people who are either really enthusiastic about the space or still have, or still see a really clear reason to build, who still have tons of conviction that there's something great here in the space and that they want to stay. And those are the two types of people that you want to make connections with right now. And that you kind of want to get on their team or get in their network prior to things picking back up. And I, so I don't mean in such an opportunistic way, but I do think that it's like, yeah, like, like the, like when things get reduced, like the people that are still there are people that you want to win with when things get good again. At the first, at the same time though, LG, the first mint picnic was a great opportunity for that to connect with people, but of course. that's within the community. So I know what you mean, right? We have the best community. Really- that's why. We have the best one. Always. So it's like everything that I'm saying, these communities need to be that. We already are that, Phil. We have the model. <laughs> <laughs> we have the model. That's why I love that We're the tweet best. earlier. If you had to pay, would you pay to be in your Discord or your favorite Discord or whatever it was? So that's actually something interesting that I, I, I kind of wrote up a little thread about earlier, but I, I didn't end up posting it because I just didn't have time about this new feature discord rolled out and discord has had similar features for a long time and if you're in crypto a lot of people have built really fantastic applications that that kind of token gate discord so it's already this use is already there but basically discord has now allowed subscription models for creator discords and that is like on the surface it's mainly so they can compete with twitch because discord is rolling out has been rolling out a lot more like streaming capabilities stages they they want to be you know, they see themselves as being able to take a huge chunk out of Twitch's market, out of the streaming market, especially the gaming market, which is where, you know, gamers spend their, their times two places, Twitch and Discord. But what I see for our industry and our community specifically is a really fascinating model where, you know, right now, sure, you can sell a membership NFT to go be part of something. Now, through Discord, you can literally just charge a monthly cost to stay in a Discord and have like different premium channels and tiers of access and stuff like that. And that to me is really cool because it's it it, it signals that Discord um, is very much in on not just the creator economy, which is what it is on the surface, like Twitch. It's like, okay, watch this channel and you, you know you get paid or whatever, subscribe to the channel. But it also opens up the platform for communities. Like, let's say, sure, first minute, we already sold an NFT for access, so we're past that. But let's say we went and created a new community that was much, you know, had a much broader scope and was like, hey, like, we're, we're going to rally around this one specific, let's say, we, let's say we wanted to go create our own so rare community of only so rare players, but we don't want to be affiliated with so rare. We just want to talk about the game. How do we raise funds for that community? Yes, one way to do that is through NFTs. Rather, what we could do is raise funds from the community strictly through just Discord subscriptions because Discord's only taken a 10% cut of that, which I think is much better than Twitch. You are letting communities, self-built communities, develop their own funding model. And that to me, even if that's not a Web3 thing that Discord is doing, that is one of the biggest value propositions of Web3 is, is letting these borderless communities raise capital and deploy it in however they see fit. And I think that that's a really important step in Discord trying to be part part of like the modern internet. 
would I pay? Would I pay to st- would I pay to stay in any discords I'm in right now? Fuck no, <laughs> absolutely not. I feel like I already do because I hold these NFTs that de- I hold the NFTs that depreciate in value, and some of them I bought just to be in the Discord. Uh. Right, so it's like maybe it'd make more sense to pay three dollars a month for a year rather than try and buy this NFT that has all the, all this promise. Right, mm-hmm. like again, a membership NFT that's also not a proven concept. Like we don't know that that's something we're going to do in the future. Right? We don't know if in two years, membership NFTs are even going to matter anymore. That's one way we think matters. But again, that's what I mean. NFTs are dead. Do not assume that anything that has worked so far for NFTs will continue to work in the future mm-hmm. for NFTs. So I don't know. I thought that that was really interesting. I'm, I'm a big platform person. I love to see these like social media platforms evolve. Uh, I'm really curious to see how Twitter evolves over the next you know couple months, couple years uh, with a totally uh, uh, an absolute psychopath running the platform, but I've enjoyed it so far. <laughs> You know, so I, I, I'm a huge proponent, you know, and this kind of brings it all the way back to what you were saying that it's like, you enjoy the way you're able to interact with people, these communities online. It's like, yeah, so it's like, I think that changes to Twitter and Discord, all these places we we spend time, it's really important to pay attention to that and what's changing, because that's going to shape the way that we use them. Mm -hmm. As much as I see a lot of opportunity there for creators and communities, I hope it doesn't become normal to charge charge for a Discord. I'll say that much. I hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I hope some people make a lot of money and communities raise a lot of money. But I hope it's not normal to have to pay six dollars a month to join someone's Discord. I hope that that doesn't become normal. I agree. And you know what actually keeps me in some Discords that I don't want to be in is the status that I have in that Discord. All the badges mm. I have. I'm just like, if I leave, I think I it's lose all much. of that. Right? Um, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I not that I worked hard to get it, but like some of them, I have OG status. Some of them, I have you know, um, you know, super this and super that. And, 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 and I'm like, that's really cool, but I don't give a shit about being in here. I don't talk to any of the people in mm-hmm. here, but do I really want to lose my status if I leave? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, it, and if I were mm-hmm. to just go based on that, I could probably cut it down to only three or four discords that I actually go into and interact with people and the rest would all be mm-hmm. gone. The only ones mm-hmm. I have left is because I have some sort of status in there. Like that NBA NFT. Right. I have OG status. And I'm like, you know what? It was such, oh my it, God. it was so hard to try and get OG status that was in there. so bad. With all that chaos that if they ever do another oh. drop where I can maybe make a bit of money like I did the first time, I need to have that OG status. But I don't give a shit about that Discord. I never go in there. I don't care to go in there. But you know how it is. In the back of my mind, I'm like, what if it comes into play at some point? Uh. Right? It's kind of like a gamble, right? To, to, to stick around. But mm. the constant mm-hmm. pings, LG, this has always been a thing I've been all over. There, There's probably nothing in this planet that enrages me more than discords mm-hmm. that do constant pings. And I know mm-hmm. you've said this in the past and people have said this in the past, and it's not what it used to be. You know what? I would pay money. I'd pay money yes. to for some yes. discords to not ping me like 18 <laughs> times a fucking day. And you know what? I'm going to call out two people who listen to the show. I'm going to call out TJ and Justin from Own the Moment and not the Own the Moment Discord, the Jolly Jokers uh. one. I owe, Every time I scroll back through my discords, there's like four freaking notifications from them. I love them. I love the project. I love having my Jolly Joker having access to OTM Premium. Big fans of theirs. Notifications because a fucking poker game is starting. No, thanks. No, no, <laughs> I'm not going to play the poker game. And I know I can manage my notifications, all that kind of shit. But no, 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 no. Make it role based or something, man. Just get me, get me out of that. Get me out of that. <laughs> uh, speaking of discords, this is a story I've been trying to tell you. Uh, the other day, you know, I've kind of I have this new technique now for for writing podcasts or writing stories or just kind of getting out in the space is I'll just tweet about somebody that I want to meet or a community I want to learn about. 
And um, I did that twice this week, which very much success. I tweeted uh, about Micah Johnson, who former baseball player, now very popular NFT artist and got in touch with him. And he's going to come on the show very soon, uh, which is great. And you're going to hear his story. And I also tweeted about Panini NFTs because every week we put out this tweet at the first mint. That's like the ranking of sports collections, the NFT space. We just take the data from CryptoSlam and publish it. And Panini is always there. It's always sandwiched in between all day and top shot and around like four to 500 grand a week of secondary volume, which is pretty significant right now, right? Like that's, think about it, bear market, everything's dead. People are still spending 500 grand a week on Panini NFTs. That's wild. And which is copies of freaking actual carts. So I tweeted, I was like, hey, does anybody, anybody into Panini NFT? Does anybody buy these? Like, what's your experience? And uh, got a mix of stuff, got a lot of engagement because I think it got picked up in their community. And as like any other project, got a mix of reactions. Some people were like, stay away, it's garbage. Uh, other people being like, I really like it. People sending me DMs. And then a few people from their team got in touch with me, like including a few like executives, like within minutes, they're like, hey, yo, yo, LG, I follow you. I work at Panini. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, and they invited me to their Discord. They're like, hey, why don't you just join the Discord and, and check it out? So I go over there, I go to the Discord, I roll in. It's not, you know, it's actually nice about having done First Mint and it having been a hit so early in, and a hit for a lot of people who started in Top Shot is that I can go into like kind of a sports discord like that. And, and uh, you know, God, this sounds so pompous, but like there'll be a few people who know who I am, right? They'll be like, oh, it's LG. He runs a First Mint. And they'll be like, yo, LG, what's up? We're so glad to see you come to Panini. And I got a very warm welcome. Um, people were like, oh, you know, really good to see you here. Uh, and then a few people were like, yeah, you know what? I sold on my Top Shot like a year ago and I spent it all on Panini and I'm very happy. And that was cool. Then people started asking me what my address was and my Panini NFT address so they could send me stuff. And I've received like six or seven NFTs. I told them not to, but um, they insisted. So I got a few Raptors ones, which is cool. Uh, so it's been a very warm welcome. Everything was pretty normal until like my DM conversation with one of the higher ups. Uh, this isn't that weird, but it's just like we chatted back and forth and I was like, hey, I'm in the Discord. He's like, oh, great. Like, you know, he's like, I listened to your show in the past. It's cool. And he's like, we'd love to, you know, like, let's get you guys covering Panini. And I was like, cool. Yeah, I'd be very interested. I, I want to learn more about the project first. And I was like, let's set up a call. And I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> just like, I'm like, what the fuck? You just leave me on red after wow. that? Like, I, You know what I mean? And I, I, don't, I don't mean like, hey, I expect you to make time for me. But I just thought that was weird where I was like, I just... You know, we have a decent sized platform. We cover sports NFTs. I want to talk about you. And then it's just like, no, don't hear back from me. But again, it's only been a couple of days. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But I just, I just thought that, that was kind of funny where I was like, oh, man, I thought I thought we were having a good, you know, it's like for anybody who's single. I haven't been single in a really long time. But it's the same thing when you start texting with somebody or Tinder or whatever. It's like you have a good back and forth. And then when you're like, hey, so let's get a coffee. And they're like, no, 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 no. You know, like you just they just there. ghost, ghost immediately. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, what did I say? Is that too much to be like, let's have a call? You know, again, it's only been a couple of days. I'm sure they're very busy. So I'm sure he'll get back L to me. But LG I just thought that, that was really funny. He's been put in the friend zone. I'm absolutely <laughs> furious that he's been put in the friend zone. And he's, no. he's actually holding on. No. To Maybe they'll call after a few more days. If they haven't called. Right. No, that's not a thing, LG. If they really like you, like you said last time. You're See, but that's what I mean, right though, away. is I'm saying that in case they listen to the show or something like that. But that's the part where I'm like, OK, like, listen, dude, you saw my tweet. You wrote to me five minutes later. We had a good back and forth. And then as soon as I said, like, hey, why don't we have a call so I can actually like see you and talk to you, which is like how to form a business relationship or just a normal relationship is like, no, they no, ran for no, no response. 
Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of weird where it's like, all right, cool. Well, I mean, now I have a bunch of free NFTs from your community. And I don't know. Who knows? Like, maybe I, I, you know, I've kind of had in my mind where I was like, I'd like to start doing some podcasts where we kind of feature different projects, right? We did autograph a couple weeks ago, kind of destroyed them. Um, (laughs) But, I, you know, and I don't don't want to do shows where we destroy people all the time. But there's other projects in the space, sports projects in the space. I'm like, we should cover. We should do one episode. We talk to their people and just see what's up. Right. So I'd love to do one about Panini. And I have good things to say about the community so far, and and I have yet to shape the opinion about the people running the project. Let's put it that way. They're gonna they're gonna fucking come for me after this. Now their community is gonna hear about this. They're gonna come for us. They won't make it this far into the podcast. Us. Don't worry, LG. They'll be gone. Early. Now, are you still in their Discord? <laughs> is the real question. Yes. Ah, okay. So you stuck. They around. don't. They don't. They. I mean, this this is all like three days ago. This is not. This is. This is not. This isn't like it hasn't been months. And they don't ping very often. They have not. Have they pinged me today? Have they pinged today? Oh, they pinged twice today. Ugh. Uh, flash giveaway. Uh, oh, I don't care about the fucking man. flash giveaway. There's don't so pay me for much fa- of that stuff. Flash giveaway. I'm going to enter anyways now that I went to it. But and community breaks giveaway. No, I don't care. Who this? <laughs> this person pinged the Discord. Listen, you ping the Discord and your ping gets four likes or four emoji <laughs> reactions. Never ever ever ping the Discord ever again. Okay, never ever ever do that. Uh, if that's all you get, on, like if if you're pinging the Discord, and it gets no friggin' likes or emojis or anything. Stop it. Listen to anybody who has a Discord, please. I, I no have more. To be a hundred percent honest with you, I actually left oh, no. the Jolly Jokers Discord because I couldn't Too take many pings. I couldn't take it anymore. I'm not joking. I, I love the guys over there at OTM, but I just couldn't take it. And you know what? Okay, I'll take three it. new pings. I will take it out three on new pings. the ice when we have the OTM versus. Versus TFM hockey game, and that's gonna that's gonna happen. I I I don't care if NFTs are dead. That's been talked about for the last two years now. We're gonna make that happen, and I'll let them know how I feel about their Discord once we get out there. So, if you guys are listening, my bad. No more. <laughs> Seriously though, what's the deal with that? Because I know, just put I know everything in one update. Job, just though. put everything in one update. Just put all your updates in one. Like like coordinate your team so you don't have to ping everybody like nineteen times. And if your community God. is strong enough, okay, you, you're able to reach out to everyone without having to ping everybody, right? Uh, even if it's mm-hmm. word of mouth and other people relay messages to other people, this is how it works in the first minute, I feel, right? Every, t- mm-hmm. every time something big comes out, I actually text a bunch of people or I DM a bunch of people saying, hey, did you see that link someone posted? Make sure you get on it, right? Like that's that's our sense. We don't need to be pinging each other every two seconds. No, no, you really don't. Now we're so specific now talking about this, but that's that's a you know it's a very real gripe we have with uh with over busy Discord. So anybody listening out there, Stop you the pay too thing. much. Phil, Phil's Phil's gonna leave your I'm Discord, gone. and I'm gonna talk shit about it. So both are pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay and be mad. Phil just straight just up gone. leave. I'm gone. Yeah, Phil Phil's just gone. You man. won't be that's able it. to at me anymore. Um, I'm gone. Anyways, that's my panini story. Uh, Phil, last question for you because I know you got to run. Besides so rare NFTs and Dimension X, is there anything else you're buying and selling right now? Right now, I have to say, like I said, I'm still into Top Shot. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I still buy. I, I'm excited actually. When new Raptors players moments come out, or new you know Canadian basketball player moments come out, I get pretty excited. I wait. I don't buy packs. I don't even try for the packs. Uh, I, I've completely been groomed now to not buy packs, even though it's an exciting process. But knowing that I won't want most of the stuff in there, I kind of just wait for things to hit the marketplace. And it's, it's really worked out for me. But other than that, I have to admit, I am not spending money anywhere else in the NFT space. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're really at a standstill here. We're, like I said, I feel like we're all hunkered down and bunkered down underground trying to see what the next move is. 
And as, as much as that makes me sad, I'm still, I'm still excited to, to, you know, have the connections I've made that I, I still talk yeah. to daily. And I, I'm yeah. really, really enjoying just the collecting aspect of things when it comes to sports. Even if it's yeah. just for me, myself, and I, I enjoy collecting what I like to collect without telling a soul that I'm doing it. And then once in yeah. a while, going in my collection, in that little button that says my cards or my moments mm-hmm. or my collection, hitting that, yeah. taking one look at it and being like, damn, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. Right? This is where I'm mm-hmm. at. No, that's good. Yeah, I think that's smart. I think I, uh, what I've done on my end is um, I've stopped all speculative buys. Right. Because for a while there, even after the bull stopped, it was still like, well, you know, I'll buy this and maybe it could go up. Right. And then when it goes up, I'll have to decide if I like it too much or if I want to sell it. Right. Like that's that's a regular part. I collect for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it's because I think the value is going to go up, which I think is people are kidding themselves that they don't think that that's important. But also some stuff that I'm like, I just want to hold it. You know, I like it. And I've stopped the first one. To me, there's only down to go from here or sideways for a while. So the only stuff, so I'm either selling stuff that I'm like at this point, it's the end of the year. I'm I'm tax loss harvesting a few things that I that have gone down from when I bought them, and also some other stuff. It's like every week or two, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I could probably sell a few more things just to just to just to get some cash out. But I have been buying a few things that I just generally love. I'm Phil, as you know, you grew up with me. I'm a big fucking mega nerd, uh, especially when it comes to comic <laughs> books and stuff like that. So I bought a Cryptoys this week. Ooh. I bought some Cryptoys. I just bought one because I'm waiting because they did a Masters of the Universe, like He-Man and stuff like that. I bought one. I'm waiting for their next drop, which is going to have Skeletor, who is in my top five all-time TV characters. Do you remember those figurines we used to have? We used to have a lot of He-Man. Yes, I wish I had those, man. Oh. We could plug the shit into their back or their chest or whatever. <laughs> oh, so sick. So I've started. So Phil, so you guys may know this. I've talked about this a few times, but I, I used to have a giant comic book collection and all these busts and figurines and stuff like that. And I got rid of all of them when I, I moved out of our, our parents' house. I don't know what happened to them, but I've started rebuilding. So the other NFT projects that I'm buying are comic book ones. The one I track the most is probably Huxley, which is uh, Ben Morrow's project. And I'm trying to get one of their bigger items, which is one of their robots, which is like going to cost me like an ETH and a half, probably the biggest purchase I'll make at any time soon. Um, but I have all their comic books. I'm getting some physicals of their comic books. Uh, I saw some of the Pixel Vault stuff, also comic book based. Uh, we work with Hero, which is DC Universe Batman stuff, uh, which finally is available in Canada. So I've been collecting those. But the other thing I ordered, Phil, I didn't tell you about this, is I ordered some stuff from Panini Hasbro, which are real life uh, pulse is Hasbro pulse where they're like, it's like a figurine where it's like, it's like Steph Curry suspended in the air. He's probably about like six or seven inches tall, uh, where you can like change their hands and put basketballs what? on them. I'll send you a photo. Uh, and I ordered three of these when they came out and they came with NFT twins. So I have Whoa. like the NFT cards of these and I have three of them on my desk. I have John Morant, LeBron James and Steph Curry. Uh, and they're fucking awesome, honestly. Damn. I think they're really, really cool. That's really so, cool. So, uh, yeah, I have, yeah. So I have a few things like that. I have a few things that I still kind of buy as like kind of collector, but none of it. I don't buy a single thing right now expecting to make money on it. Like that's very, very important to me. Is that right now? It's like there's no spec buys. Right now, it's all like learning, honing in on the stuff. I think is really cool. Otherwise, if I'm buying it, it's because I, I genuinely like it and I don't care about the cost. I'm the same way. Exact same way. Uh, I'm not buying to sell. That's how it, my mentality was for the longest time. That ship has completely sailed. And I, and my only advice to people is if you really want to enjoy the journey, if you want to enjoy your time in the space right now and whatever's left of it, is that you adapt mm-hmm. the exact same mentality of not expecting to make money on anything you buy. Expect everything to go to zero that you own if you're buying it now. And if you're okay with that mm-hmm. and still holding on to it and collecting it, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But if your expectations are anything more than that, 
you'll probably leave disappointed. If not, you'll continue to enjoy what you have going on. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Even though I'm sad, we've yeah. lost so many people in the community and the, and the kind of the sense of, you know, every single day I get home, it's NFTs, 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 and it's just chaos is completely gone just because it's, yeah. it's not what it is anymore. And there's, you know, there's no, you know, there's no new goblins. I was, I love that kind of stuff. You know, when goblins came out, I'm like, man, I don't own one, but the chaos around this drop and yes. I love it, man. Like, this is crazy. Like, and then we go to New York a couple months later and, and they're running a food truck. There's actual goblins driving it. They're swerving all over the road. Like somebody get Phil a goblin. Phil wants to be part of goblin town <laughs> so badly. Like we got to get Phil into the goblin town community. I was sold. Right, 10,000. The floor is 0. 0.71 ETH. Phil needs is a goblin. Really? He wants, Whoa. Phil needs to start a spaces every week or he makes, he gets, he gets to make his own goblin sounds and stuff like that. We need, Phil needs to get in there. I was sold. Not because of the goblin sounds, not because I saw them handing out goblin burgers right outside of Ape Fest in New York. I was sold when we saw that food truck swerving all over the road, like actually in full character <laughs> while driving on the streets of New York, swerving like a bunch of bandits that had just stolen the truck, like is what is what we imagine goblins to be. Uh, but you know what I mean, LG, the hype around these kind mm-hmm. of projects and, and all these things, these random stupid things that would come out every week is gone. We don't talk about anything anymore, right? It's completely well, and that's and and that's what I mean, right? Is that like that's where you have to be kind of patient right now, but also keep keep an open ear. That's what I'm saying. Is that like there could be cool things happening in crypto right now, but they might not be hype. Like they might not be like actually. Here's a, here's a good example of how to like think about getting in on the next thing. And again, now we're back to speculative, and this is this is money based. Um, not fun based, but I think it's kind of like this is this is where kind of keeping an open mind is really important. Going back to NBA Top Shot, the people who are the OGs in NBA Top Shot, the people who've been selling a lot of shit like Scaly Nelson lately. Scaly Nelson was one of the first people to buy stuff on Top Shot. He didn't join the Top Shot community like when stuff started going on sale. He was in there an entire year before they ever sold anything. Back in like mid 2019 was developing the product and started inviting some of their community to this Top Shot thing that they're, they're developing. They're like, just come into the Discord. We'll just update you on the project. There is nothing to buy anytime soon. And that is what formed that original group of OGs. Um, like Rude Moose and all those people, like all the Crypto Kitty people were invited to just kind of come hang out in this thing. And that to me is like, that, that, that's almost like if you look at crypto in a four-year cycle, which is what a lot of people do, they, they kind of base it on the Bitcoin halving, which is, which is in another two years. And that's what set off crypto two years ago. Um, it's every four years. So if you look at the next bull runs in two years, the types of projects that are being, that are not even in beta, they're still under construction. That's happening soon of whatever the next thing is. And not, it's not necessarily going to be an NBA or NFT thing or anything that looks the same. But I'm saying is that some of those projects, they're going to start being built being built very soon. And they will not seem like somewhere you can make money or, or whatever you're looking for right away. And I think that that's where being really curious about that kind of stuff and keeping an open mind, I think is like super important right now. And I think that that's where the real opportunities are is isn't that stuff i will be here waiting for it i'll be here i'll still be here i'm not i'm not moving anything else like i when i used to panic i used to sell off everything i have and be like okay Uh, i need to make some money out of this and then at least get away with something but now i don't do that anymore like forget being Mm -hmm. my my moments all being locked up even if they the ones that are not locked up i don't even think about selling them anymore because i'm not in that mentality i just love what i have and i'll I'll wait for the next step maybe nfts are dead right now but I'm willing to wait for mm-hmm. the next step, whether it comes now, whether it comes in a year, whether it comes in two years, I will still be here and I'll still be having fun doing what I'm doing. Dude, and we both will be, man. Let's go. Whoa. <laughs> uh, we're recording this on a Friday, so have a great Friday night weekend.
Um, and uh, people listen to this Monday. Hello? Hey. Are you still there? I'm That's there. It. That's all I had to say. <laughs> do, you any, do you have anything to say for goodbye to the people? Oh, I thought you cut it. See, I'm used to doing Twitter spaces where you just cut people loose. Like oh, I just end it? No, no this is we end properly here. You say, you say you, that's it. You say have a good weekend and you just cut it off. Nobody else. Speaks. No, no, no. What do you No, You can end in a normal way. What do you want to say? You know what? You're asking me what I have to say. I don't have that much to say right now. Um, I thought you had something to say. I usually have something to say. Um, there is a lot to say, but you know, LG, we, 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 you know, people have to know this. We do this all the time before we record or before we go on live shows, we start conversations. And if it's a live show, it obviously has to end because we have to go live. But on a day like today, we actually got on the phone and spoke for like 45 minutes before we actually started recording. Mm. And if I get into anything else right now, we'll probably be here for another two or three hours and take up the entire weekend. We could talk for <laughs> hours and hours and hours. So I think, you know, you've been teasing it for a while, but I think it's 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 probably time to get back into uh, I have something to say or people have things to say. And it doesn't have, I think, to, be, it doesn't yeah. have to be about NFTs or crypto or Web3 or anything. Well, I think, I think like, listen, we've had so much fun doing shows together over the last two years. And the reality is, is that like first mint as it is, is like, okay, it's a sports NFT thing. There's some newsletters, a Twitter account, there's a podcast, you know, whatever it's in depth. Um, that's good. And that's going to kind of be what it is. But I would love to explore together like a show that's beyond that. Like we don't have to talk about NFTs, but where it's just you and I just shooting the shit. And I think that that would be a really great, like fun, kind of more open platform uh, for us to have. And and whether people want to listen to that or not, I think it would just be really fun to do together. Honestly, like we used to do when we were kids, like have our own radio show uh, that maybe mom will listen to, you know, and I think I think we should definitely do that sometime soon. Uh, and maybe a couple of people want to listen to it, but where we kind of, we don't have, we don't have boundaries. We don't have to talk about sports NFTs. We don't have to do any of that, but we can definitely have some fun. There's just so right. much to say LG and, and somebody's yeah. got to say it, right? I am down a hundred percent. I'm in. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get that going. Uh, I don't know, soon. Yeah. In the new year or I don't know, anytime soon. Really. I'm not really doing anything. It's bear market, man. Let's go <laughs> have some fun, man. Let's just have some fun and let other people have fun with us. Okay. Say bye, Phil. Bye. Whoa! And that is going to do it for us today, folks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with my brother, the one and only Real Phil Dean. Next week, we're going to have a conversation with Micah Johnson, former MLB player, now super popular artist, as well as some other great podcasts coming up for you in the next few weeks. If you enjoyed that show with my brother, definitely let us know. We're, obviously, you can tell we're really keen to do some episodes together. We really want to do stuff together. And overall, if you like the show, if you like what you're hearing at the first minute, leave us a little review. Go over to iTunes. Give us that five-star, four-star, five-star. Write a little nice message, too. That always helps. And otherwise, we'll see you next time on the first minute.